Hello, world. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? Hey, hey, hey. How's it going? It's going pretty good. It's going pretty good. It's a little sure gloomy, gloomy this way, but we're going to push through. Let me tell you, Welcome. Dallas, Dallas actually like it, it wanted to get a little rain this week, but it lasted for a few minutes, and I was grateful because I'd be over her. Yeah, see, I was talking to my mom earlier, and she was just like, it's so nice. I looked at the weather. I'm like, oh, y'all getting the perfect weather. We about to get a whole bunch of storms. It's weird, because it'll be like 74 in the morning, but it'll be like cool. And I'm just like, I don't know what's going on. Pick a, pick a side. <laughs> well, welcome to everyone to our podcast, Live, Learn, Grow, and Repeat. I hope all has been well each and everyone's way. This episode, we're going to go into go into a few things that are a little bit touchy. So if you're not ready for the conversation, you might want to go ahead and exit now. <laughs> Sugar um, <laughs> So since Chris feels some type of way, we're going to switch the things up this episode. Um, I was going to sing y'all a little bit of a song, but I'm, I changed my mind. Um, we just trading places. We trading places. <laughs> you better see. <laughs> but if you tuned into last week, you got to hear us be super transparent with how we're we've been living, learning, growing, and repeating lately. Um, that episode was extremely fun, and it wasn't planned. Uh, the crazy thing is, Chris and I felt the same way about the original topic for last week as we did the original episode for this um, this week. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't checked it out, make sure you go go take a listen to it um, and let us know how you feel. Um, it was definitely a vibe, but let's get into this. Tonight, we have a special guest, my cousin Jamal. Jamal, you there? Yeah. Hey, you guys. How y'all doing? <laughs> hey, Jamal. <laughs> I didn't Jamal, know you come here. <laughs> Jamal, can you tell us where you're from and share with us whom you are? Well, my name is Jamal Rashawn Mohair. I'm from Jackson, Mississippi. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) I'm 32 years old. I work at Belt as a uh, merchandiser leader. Welcome, welcome to live, learn, grow, and repeat. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys having me. Thank you. So, sure. so happy to share the platform with you. So, like I mentioned earlier, um, this week is going to be a little bit different. Um, we're going to be discussing how we knew we were gay. So, yeah. I think back to my childhood, and I'm like, if I hadn't been exposed to playing house with my cousins, would I be gay today? <laughs> <laughs> One of them is deceased, but my other male cousins are still pushing and either have babies and or girlfriends. Um, I'm not sure if they ever dabble or what, what not because we aren't as close, but hey, that's none of my business. Um, what did Whitney Houston say? As long as you're healthy and God is blessing you and you're right, you're right, and you're doing right and being a decent person, I can, I can feel that. So I go back to one of my first memories of feeling attracted to a boy. Um, which was early in my childhood. Um, I remember us all playing a video game system. I can't remember if it was Nintendo or Sega. But my older cousins mentioned playing house. 
And then he said something about, let's do the spaghetti. <laughs> similar to your experience as a kid and I think it's just natural for kids we have bodies and we have parts and whether we see things in movies or over here discussions you know we kind of find ourselves in positions where we experiment and play around and so um, that definitely happened as far as the whole playing house thing but um, as far as being able to definitively say that I had attractions for it was interested in you know seeking out any type of relationship. Um, I remember at 16, um, I went to South Haven High School. It's in South Haven, Mississippi. For those that don't know, it's right at the Mississippi and Tennessee state line. And um, I found myself at an early age, um, I say 16, I might have been 15, um, attracted to this guy. I was 15. I was attracted to this guy. He was new at the school. He was new in our apartment complex and he was Greek. And he was so, so very handsome. It was weird because I think at that time, that was my first time ever being able to say, like, officially, like, I think a boy is cute. And so I think I ended up getting into church that same year and getting saved and kind of becoming this radical Jesus freak. And so, you know, I wasn't listening <laughs> to secular music. Yes, absolutely, fam. I was on fire for God. I wasn't listening <laughs> to secular music. And, you know, I was just all about the church. We were in church like seven days a week. And um, I just kind of, I won't say that it ever went away so much as I just kind of had other distractions and other places to put my thought processes. So I really wasn't thinking about it. But um, beyond that, the very next year, I got to um, another, I think I might have gotten to like my junior year. And it's just like, all of a sudden it was like blinders had been lifted and I just knew. And so I told my mom at 16 that I was bisexual. 
And she said, you could have kept that. <laughs> and that was our last conversation about it. And um, even beyond that, I still hadn't done anything. I think um, I kissed a boy for the first time the very week after I had kissed a girl. And when I say kissed a girl, I kissed girls at a younger age, but like tongue and passion and all of those things. I had my first kiss at 17 and then a week later, I kissed a boy and I quickly knew which was more exciting. And um, child, been going ever since. At 18, we, we stepped up into some other level stuff and child, been here queer and allowing people to get used to it ever since. <laughs> but it's funny because I think I was always like this really, really feminine kid. And I don't think I even knew or understood what gay meant or how two men could interact with each other on that level. But I just remember very early on kind of being picked on and being called gay and being called feminine and being told that I had these homosexual tendencies, which I've talked about before on here. But just kind of, you know, being in that space of feeling like, you know, I didn't understand what it was or what made me different, but I always had a feeling that I was different. I just don't think I necessarily attracted I, I didn't necessarily attach it to thinking that boys were attractive or anything like that. And kids are so mean. You bullies Hell need yeah. to stop. Like, Hell yeah. I was just talking to somebody about it recently. I'm like, oh my God, I probably would have snapped growing up in this new generation because these kids, they is evil. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and you are here like fucking somebody child up like real life like okay going to prison absolutely it's juvenile <laughs> where is my you old enough to go to prison like <laughs> it's, it's a horrible thing to think about because kids have always been cool and i don't think it's ever shifted but i think as they're being exposed to more social media and tiktok and all these different things they're finding and then just having access to phone and internet and all these mm-hmm. things at such early age they're being exposed to so many different things and i think parents are even distracted in ways as to where they're allowing kids to be exposed to things that they might not even know that they're exposed to and kids can be really really evil and it's, it's yeah. sad and it's unfortunate yeah it, it it's, really it's is really hard. i never i never went through the bullying thing but um one of my cousins, one of my close cousins, he went through it and like him just telling me his story um, years ago, back when we first became really tight. Um, it made me made me emotional. I'm like, man, I'm so sorry you went through that. Like, I wish I could have been there to, you know, help defend him. Because right. he is rough. he is more naturally um, feminine, so. You know how that goes. Get it. You know how that goes. Jamal, you ready? Not, yeah, Jamal. <laughs> Get into it, y'all. <laughs> yeah, ready. I was at the age of 17, between 17 and 18. And it was so crazy because it was my 12th grade year. And this boy, his name started with a D. But I never forget, I had biggest crush on him. I used to play that Mariah Carey song How I Wish You Only Knew. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and it was it, I just like I got and even though I was talking to a girl at the time but when me and her broke up it was like oh my god and I was like when I got around this 
young man, I was like, oh my goodness, he he made me have butterflies. <laughs> and I was, I, I don't know what it was about him, but he was just, I mean, he was just so gorgeous to me. And I just, yeah. I tell you, our heads over his, and we had, <laughs> we had our little first little date when we had went. I can't remember the place where we had went, but I never forget we actually had skipped school that day, and he we actually hung out and different stuff, and it was really nice and cool. And I learned then that I had a crush on guys, but that's the reason why that Mariah Carey song "How I Wish You Only Knew." I was like, mm mm. <laughs> <laughs> so prior to that did you ever feel like you had had any type of curiosities or like as a younger person did you maybe experiment or have any experiences where you felt like okay well maybe I can't make it as a complete and whole statement you know I'm gay but I've, I've kind of had some thoughts or feelings or maybe even had some experiences that might have led to that curiosity I didn't have though, and it was it's ironic because I didn't have like it. It just came out the blue with him because I yeah. wasn't necessarily out in high school, and it's I was just more like okay, I was kind of to myself, <laughs> or I was hanging out with my best friend named Kim, and so it, we was just he could, and it I, like I said, it was ironic because out of all the people, it's like I had that particular crush on. So this was like right before I met you, Jamal. Yeah, it was. With kids. I would have never would have never thought that she was an actual adult when you had your like first experience. Mm-hmm. I, I, cause I was I, when I t- is over here, <laughs> and now I look at the person, I'd be like, what I was thinking, like, why did I have a crush on you? Always, oh, I'd <laughs> like, be like that. Always. So I did want to ask a question, although Lonnie and I are switching goals. Um, for for those that listen, and the reason that he said that earlier, for those that listen, if you listen, normally I kind of take on this Whoopi Goldberg from the view role and moderate. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I always give Lonnie praise about how I'm proud of him and how he's kind of coming out of his shell. But, you know, I, I find myself a lot of times listening back and thinking, you know what, you're monopolizing the conversation, kind of, you know, take a beat and let Lonnie uh, step to the forefront. So that's what we're doing this evening, which now after my question, I'm going to hush. But um, I did want to ask both of you, even though, you know, Jamal, like you said, for you, it was until your senior year of high school. And Lonnie, I know you said you might have had some experiences when you were younger, but it was a little later on in life where you first kind of, you know, had a had an official experience. Do you think that there were moments from your childhood now looking back as to where it's like, why didn't I know? <laughs> from the place of like, um, so for me, I know when I was a kid, like I always loved all of the women singers and I loved being around my mom and I loved, you know, I think even at that time, you know, you know, just different things that weren't associated with masculinity, like sports and cars. And I always had girlfriends, but I never really was macho like a lot of guys. Jamal, do you think that there were things from your childhood looking back where it was like, hmm, maybe I, if I would have just been a little bit more aware, I could have figured it out sooner? To be honest with you, yes, because my mama didn't... My mama was the 
different type of mom. Like, I didn't never have to mow the yard. And it was just, I was always hanging out with my mama, my two sisters, or my cousin, Patty. And it was like, I used to play, I used to play with, with my sister, baby doll. Like, I used to be in that bathroom. I used to wear this hair, like, ooh. <laughs> then you used to get that spritz and, and grab your mama's curling iron and try to curl her hair if you don't burn that bitch hair off. <laughs> burn the plastic quick. <laughs> the minute my mama said she was going to work, I used to get in there, get my sister doll, because she had this little big style doll with the long hair. I used to be that I was the stuff in that bathroom. I called. Okay. So that, that's when I knew I was, but I still was in the denial stage. But like I said, in, in elementary, middle school, it wasn't, but it happened to when I got to my senior year. <laughs> what about you, Lonnie? Did you have things that you feel like looking back now or maybe things that if you had been more aware were specific trigger points to say, okay, maybe this is something to look into? I was kind of back and back and forth. Like I played sports, I played basketball. Um hmm, I got into like I got into like the little um uh, male figurines and the um, Hot Wheels. And... Are you talking about action figures? Yeah, yeah. Male the, figurines. You know okay. what I mean. <laughs> okay, girl. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> not Ken. I mean, I did get into Ken then too, but you know, we're not talking about Ken. It was so, kind of about like mix. the little the little army men and GI Joe. Yeah, GI like GI Joe. Yes, yeah, so I got sure. into like stuff like that and video games. So I think I just, I didn't really know growing up. I didn't know what was going on. I knew it wasn't right because when we got caught doing stuff that we weren't supposed to be doing, it was like, oh, yeah, you about to get your ass beat. Yeah. <laughs> With no sure. explanation on why it's wrong. You know what I mean? So I feel like throughout my childhood, I just grew up just being, being me and kind of in denial. And I feel like, what it took for me to come out of denial was me moving to Mississippi and then, you know, pretty much just having to share who I, who I am um, without, a, without being, you know, bad at myself or beat myself up. Um, I think with me, it was more so like, oh, okay, you grew up in the church. You already know what this is about to be about. Like you've seen other people, um, with their families, disown them. So now you get ready for it because it's about to happen to you too. <laughs> and it was like the complete opposite, which really blew me because I was stressing like, dang, like, I guess guess my gay family is going to really be my family now. <laughs> yeah. Guess it's a wrap. <laughs> but my family's been, been very supportive throughout it, you know, um, me and my granddad are really close, so he doesn't really um, approve of it, but he doesn't treat me any differently. Uh, he used to lecture to me back in the day, but now it's kind of just like, you know, when we talk, he tells me how much he loved me and how proud of me he is, and I think that's what matters the most to me. As long as you're proud of me and you're still able to support me despite what you may think is wrong, um, I'm totally here for it. I feel it. And to pick it back off of that, I'm like, 
it, I'm so thankful and I'm so blessed because when you think about people coming out, even when I came out to my mom, she was like, she was like, Jamal, I knew. And in my head, I'm thinking like, Gary, why, why you just going to say me? But I, it was so funny. <laughs> Whole time it was you that was supposed to say something shit. <laughs> Talk about why you didn't say something. <laughs> you know why she didn't want to say something. She didn't want to offend her baby. Yeah, and like you said, I heard about the different stories and people, parents just owning them and saying that I don't like the gay stuff. I, I was very skeptical about it. When I did, it was like a burden had been lifted off me when I told my mom, and she was fine. The only thing that my mama had always said that always stuck with me, you don't have to broadcast your business. Like, people might like you and love you, but Jamal, they not going to accept what you do. And that stuck with me for the longest, even to now. And it will always stick with me because everybody's not going to like the simple fact that I'm gay, but I'm going to be more respectful towards different folks because I know how it is. But okay. one thing that I feel like people need to watch, and this is a movie that's on Lifetime that I really love, and it's, it's a movie called Prayers for Bobby. Like, if every parent can watch that particular movie, it would be so much better because it's like she was basically saying, like, I killed my son. I'm trying to tell my son that you're not gay, that that's a sin, you would get diseased. Like, and she realized at the end that I killed my son. And that yeah. that movie to me, a lot of parents need to watch that movie. And she'll never forgive herself for that. Right. Um, she my mom just recently uh, finished off Pose. And it was so funny to me because she was texting me and like she was speaking in the gay lingo. So I'm just like, okay, okay, Shereen, I see you. She had, but she had said, um, she was like, Lonnie, I want to be a mother. It's just, I wish I could have been a mother back in the day. She's like, this is so hurtful. And when she had said that, I'm just like, oh my God, like, I wish I would have known. I wish I would have known before I came out how accepting everybody was going to be with it. Because that yeah. honestly could have saved saved me time on being somebody that I, I wasn't. It took my mom a long time. Um, it's funny because I always say people who saw our relationship as I got older, like my friends that I have now that just knew me and my mom as we were, I think people thought that our relationship was always like that. But uh, me and my mom had a really challenging relationship for a really long time um, for different reasons. But um I think that as it applied to my sexuality for a long time, and I don't know that this is definitely her thought process, but I think that I felt based on different things that she said and did that my mom thought for a long time, like every issue that I had in my life was because I was gay. It was kind of like, you're out here and you're trying to be gay and you're trying to be grown and it's creating issues for your life. And, you know, of course I resented her for a long time for that because it's just like, I just want to be happy. I just want to feel free to be myself. I just want to feel like I have all the same rights and privileges in the world as everybody else. And it's funny, Jamal, something that you said, um, that's never been my experience. Um, I don't think that I've ever, I've never been to the point as to where it's like, everywhere I go, it's like, hey, just let y'all know I'm gay. <laughs> but at the same time, when I was younger, especially like 18, 19, like it was always important to me, like, 
does my mama love me? Does my pastor respect me? Like, as long as those relationships were good, I felt like beyond that point, I didn't care what anybody else thought. Like, people are going to think and say whatever they want to think and say anyway. People are going to form assumptions. You know, there are effeminate straight men that people have assumptions about just based on the way that they care themselves. Or there are even masculine gay men who people maybe wouldn't normally recognize as gay. And so I just feel like there are so many different stereotypes and standards that people place on people. So for me, it's just always been about trying to be myself and live authentically and not allowing other people's opinions of me to kind of hinder how I feel about myself. But um, one thing I did want to say was that, you know, as far as my relationship with my mom, it was so interesting as I got older and it was kind of like she got it's so funny because i think so many people base their hate on christianity and religion but it's like once my mom kind of developed a closer relationship with god and got deeper in the church it was kind of like she recognized everything for what it was and it wasn't like god is all these rules and god is all these standards and god says that you shouldn't be this or shouldn't be that god is love And so once she learned to accept that, we got to be really, really close. It got to a point as to where I was able to introduce her to people that I was in relationships with. Um, Like for a really long time, I never thought that I would have that opportunity to like be able to bring a guy home and say, mom, this is the person that I love. Or mom, we're in town for a short time. Is it okay if me and my partner stay here? And she'd be like, yeah. Like my mom used to tell me as as a teenager, she didn't want me to bring my friends around my brothers and sisters because she saw my friends. And at that time I was kind of really trying to discover who and what I was. And it was just like being thrown into this lifestyle, forget accepting that I was attracted to men, forget having had sexual experiences with men, but living in this lifestyle and trying to navigate that. So I was with friends, guys who had colored hair and colored contacts and makeup and all these different things. And it made my mom uncomfortable. And she would tell me, don't bring your friends around my children. That, that's a bad influence. I don't want to see that. And she would tell me, whatever you do in your personal life, that's fine. But if you can't be in my house by a certain time, you need to stay where you're going. Like there were different things that we really had to overcome. And for a long time, it created somewhat of a touched relationship between me and my mom because it just hurt me so much to feel like I was being judged and like she couldn't accept me. But um, of course, you know, over time, you know, through God and prayer and love and all of those different things, we got over there and she became one of my closest girlfriends. And I honestly got to the place as to where like I could talk to her about anything. We always see the one topic of discussion that was off was sex. I never wanted to <laughs> discuss, you know, I couldn't talk to my mom about sex. I just, even if she, was, she felt comfortable, I don't think I ever would have felt comfortable. I remember telling her one time, like, Girl, I don't know what you're thinking, but you know I give, right? <laughs> like, just letting her know, like, whatever you might have formed in your mind as an opinion, like, this ain't no <laughs> busted pussy open type of situation, right? <laughs> uh, but, but it's funny because... What did she though, say when you said that to her? I want to know. I didn't say that exactly to her, but she just but what laughed. Did, what did she you probably, say, she what probably did she laughed say and was to like, you when you told her along, the same, along the lines of, like, you're going to get to yourself. I don't know. I, I can't remember. Sam, that's but, so funny. I remember telling my granddad. Really? <laughs> so I had I had thought I had an STD. Mm-hmm. Um, this was, like, when I first moved back from Mississippi. 
And I had, he was the only person I felt comfortable with talking to about it. Yeah, I had told him what was going on. And he was just like, he was like, wait, are you, he's like, are you discharging from your, from your dick or is you, <laughs> are you discharging from your ass? Like, I, I gotta know. <laughs> so I told him and he was just like, oh yeah, we gotta get you, get you, to, get you to the urgent care. It's like, I can't believe you, you're the, the receiver. And so I, we had went. And y'all got tested and everything, and everything came back clear. I don't know what it was, but I could have I could have did that on my own instead of embarrassing myself and telling him that I got this going on. And I I don't know. I just felt comfortable with talking to him about it, even though I knew he didn't really want to talk about it. <laughs> that reminds me of um, Dirty Laundry. <laughs> This is my grandson, Lenny. He <laughs> likes to be called Paul, and he's a bottom. <laughs> you stand up in it. You be proud. That's it. That's what she Damn, what did she say? She said, she said, you be proud of who you are. Unless it's got, got to do with some money. Get your money playing. This is my son. Get your paper boy. And he's one of the gays. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. We should watch it together soon. Yeah, we should. We really um, should. I'm sorry for cutting you off. <laughs> no, you good, baby. I was just going to say, like, I'm really grateful that me and my mom got to that place and that, you know, before she passed away, that we were honestly able to be close and that I could talk to her about anything. Like, I know that there have been, opp- there have been experiences and opportunities where, like, I've been dealing with things emotionally and I've been able to cry to my mom about, you know, stuff that I was dealing with with a boy and I never had many years thought that we would get to that place of growth and transparency where she would feel comfortable enough and I would feel comfortable enough to have those type of conversations. So it was really, really cool. And um, I'm really proud of that because like y'all said, like she never disowned me. She never made me not feel loved, but there were moments where I felt very judged and very not accepted just because, and then to her defense, honestly, like I was out there being reckless too, but I think in her mind, it was more so like, yeah, here with these gays and they got my baby just all over the place doing all these crazy things, you know, not knowing and not, you know, not knowing that I was a good kid and that she raised me well and that, you know, I wasn't just too deep down up in there. Like, you know, I never, and not not to judge anybody or anybody's experiences, like, but there were certain things that I was kept from. That's the so, blood, of, blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Then, I um, so, think back think back on some of the things that I've done in the past and I'm like oh my god like this could have went totally left like the time that I met met this guy and dude had totally catfished me I don't know if he had posted a picture from 20 years ago or what but baby hey when I got to his house and got to the door he opened that door. I asked, I can't remember what his name was. This is when I first moved to Mississippi. I asked him what this, I asked him was such and such there. He was just like, I'm, I'm right here. And so I'm just looking like, whoa, like, nah, you ain't the same person, bro. Mm. So, man, we went in the house and he had said something about going and watching a movie in his room. I said, uh-uh. we're going to chill in the living room. Probably like mm-hmm. twenty minutes, twenty minutes in. I'm like, oh yeah, well, it's time for me to go. I think you I told sure him that David had called me. 
Be sure to keep you, bitch. I'll never forget. I have never been more upset with you. I have never been more upset with you than that night. And I want to say it might have been Southern Heritage Classic. It was. And, um, bitch, we were out. And it was me, you, and Corey. And you had met somebody. And you had ended up leaving with that person. And I was like, no, bitch. We came together. <laughs> we're leaving together. And you're like, I'm okay. I'm gonna go with him. I'm like, no, the fuck you not, bitch. Like, we finna go. You're coming in the car that we came in, and you left, bitch. I was fire hot. Like, so you was cop, you know, back you then. Cop block, right? No, it wasn't even about cop blocking. This is some nah, old ass. He was nigga. being a real best friend. Like, this, this is this is some old ass nigga, and we didn't know him from fucking Adam. And he could have had my best friend on fucking Dateline, and then not even just that, but it was more so the idea of like. Girl, like, no, like, I don't know. It was, maybe, and maybe I was being overly protective, but at that time, like, we were young. You got to think, like, I've always been the oldest of all of us as far as our friend group. And so, shit, even then, I was young. So, if I was young, Lonnie was even younger. We were kids. Mm-hmm. Like, that bitch, I had no I wasn't even 21 yet, damn, fam. That bitch, I had no business leaving the motherfucking 70 year old man. <laughs> but anyway. Um, Y'all, he wasn't really I, seventy. He wasn't really child, seventy. He fucking looked like it. He was in, He was actually in his late thirties, hmm. going into his early forties. Whatever he was, bitch. Mind was you, he told me. To mind you, he had told me he was what thirty-one. And I think the following year, I found out that he was older. Hope you're hope you're listening. I did see your ID, sir. Dusty ass. <laughs> That's but, what um, I can honestly say about you. You like you's very you you very protective of your friends. And that's what I really honestly appreciate the most about you. You very protective. Yeah, I don't think I don't care about us. You care about your friends and you show it and you let it be known. And that's mm-hmm. a really I get that from my family too though. Um I think just growing up and you know, like I said, always being kicked on being the oldest, but then having two brothers that were right under me that wasn't standing for no shit. Well, nobody finna fuck with me because my brothers were always with me, and it's like, bitch, what did you say? <laughs> you, you must not understand who we are. Like, we, you fucking with one of us, you fucking with all of us, and I think that's just where that came from. We got that instilled very deeply in us. Um, I remember Michael J. Allen, may he rest in peace. Oh, like, yeah. anytime that we would be together, like... It was clearly understood, like, and I think it's so funny now thinking back on it. It's like I think that he would be with me at times where he knew he had like some drama going on with somebody else because it was like, oh, okay, well, bitch, whatever you thought, whatever fight you felt like you was gonna pick, you're not gonna pick it right now, not while I'm right here, like, because yeah, I don't fucking play that. Mm-mm. It ain't going. Yeah, we we got a little off topic there for a second. That's okay. Yeah, talking about that old ass. Bitch. It kind- into black chocolate. It's, it's definitely about the gay life. <laughs> but anyway, off that, Jamal, what I wanted to ask you was, do you feel that based on how you grew up as a child, 
and you know some of those experiences and maybe like you said kind of being in the, that denial stage do you feel like it's impacted where you are as an adult within your sexuality whether you find yourself to be completely comfortable whether you maybe feel like you're not exactly where you want to be as far as that's concerned do you feel like certain experiences that you had or maybe even didn't have or maybe even waiting to come to realize it as an older adult do you feel like some of those things might have impacted where you are today within your life and within the lifestyle? I do. I honestly do. And like, I can honestly say for me, I wish I would have like knew more about like the gay scene and different stuff so I wouldn't have made some of the mistakes. That, and I'm going to be, one thing I can truly honestly say about that is I'm not how can I put this at some part to be honest with you I'm still kind of ashamed and and the reason why I say I'm ashamed of it even though I'm a married man but I'm still ashamed because if you listen to like the church people you hear them say you're going to hell like I battle that all the time even and I'm gonna be totally honest. I want a baby. <clears throat> I want a little girl, but I feel like I don't want my child to have two daddies because I don't want my child to think that that is okay and that that's the right way to live. But that's just my beliefs. That's the reason why I say I'm still in denial when it comes down to certain stuff. I don't just broadcast it. Like I might have a coworker named Kim Brace. I mean Kim. And I might have a coworker named Jenny. I feel comfortable with different stuff like that. But I know I have one coworker that I know that I had to keep it strictly professional with. But it's just like certain stuff I can be in denial still about. Let me ask you, and this isn't necessarily to change your opinion about anything. I'm just curious as to why you feel that way. You just said you want a little girl, but you don't want her to have two dads because you don't want her to think that that's okay what do you base your opinion that it's not okay on? Like just, and I'm, and I'm, so I'm just putting it out here. And again, this isn't to sway you because you're entitled to your opinion. And, but so you have two parents, especially with some people that don't have two or might have one that ain't, but half ass. you have two parents and they're both stable and they're both financially secure and they're both loving and they both want what's best for the child. If, they find themselves in a position where they want to parent together and they want to pour into this child love and nurturing and teaching them lessons and giving them guidance. I think just like with any parent, you're not, you know, you're not fucking in front of your kids. You're not, you know, putting them in a position as to where they're being exposed to things that children don't need to be exposed to. But is it, is it from the space? I guess I'm trying to determine is your opinion from the space of not wanting them to be picked on because they have two dads? Is it from the space of feeling that like... Part. Sir? I say it's that part too. Because kids are cruel these days. Absolutely. Kids are very cruel. And just the minute they see her two dads walking up, oh, your dad gay. And I, I know how that can be. And I don't yeah. never want to put my child through that. And I feel like when people... When couples do the same sex couple do decide to get a child, it's better to teach that child ahead of time so that child can have a tough coat 
because kids are very cruel. But even beyond that, like based on the beliefs that you have, like what makes you feel like that's not something that you would want a child to feel like is okay? Is it based on religion? Is it based on? Hmm? It's be- mine. Is based on religion wise. Because I don't. I, I'm not gonna lie to anybody. Like I still get nervous because I think that I'm going to hell because I'm gay. Like honestly, if I'm just laying it all out there, sometimes I do. That's one of my biggest things that's in my journal that one of my friends bought me. That's what I, I wrote in my book. That that's my for you. Think about it like this. If you think you're going to hell, <laughs> if you think you're going to hell because you're gay, why not fix being gay? Why don't you be hetero a heterosexual? That's true. Hmm? You're right. I, I I thought I promise you, I stay back and I thought about everything. I thought about just even if I stop dealing with guys, I just won't deal with nobody. Like I just be by myself. Do you but, think that you'd be happy? I well, I first actually have to love myself before I love somebody yeah, else. Totally. So I would think I will be okay. I probably wouldn't be very happy wise because my truth is that I would want to be with a man because that what pleases me. I wouldn't want to be with a lady because they can't please me in the way that I want to be pleased. Okay, so in so do you think I put you here to not be happy? Go ahead, Lonnie. Jamal, answer Lonnie's question because I want to lead this conversation into another direction. Go ahead. He <laughs> says, do you feel like God put you here to not be happy? I feel like he put me here to be happy. He put me here to be happy. Okay, bet. So based on the fact that this started out, and um, if you see the topic as you're listening, um, it may change or we might shape it in a way to have two topics or something like that but of course we started out discussing you know our experiences growing up and how we led to the understanding and awareness that we were gay but um now this has brought up something completely different and i like to talk about it and again this isn't to necessarily shift anybody else's opinion my opinion is not the law i just think and base my feelings on my own personal experiences so all right, so but and I'm not gonna preach and I'm not gonna give anybody a full Bible lesson, but I'll say this. All right, so you got Old Testament. In the beginning, there was this, and he made these people. Well, he made this person, and then of that person, he made this person, and then they was out there with the fruit and the serpent and all that. And that's the bitch that got off, and she was like, "Oh, this fruit," and then they ate the fruit, and then from there, give me a second, let me finish. Then from there they got to the place as to where it was like, okay, we was out here and we were blissfully ignorant, just living our lives with no care in the world, just enjoying all of the riches of the earth and appreciating all of the blessings of God and not having to worry about anything. And then we decided that beyond God's instruction, the one thing that he told us that we couldn't do, we did. And now the blinders have been taken off of our eyes. And we know that we out here naked. So we're trying to cover up and we have the power of understanding and free will. And now when this whole gift birth she out here hurting and so on and so forth now with that being said there are several stories that continue on in this book and when i say this book i'm talking about the bible and anybody that knows me i've already professed that you know i have a love for jesus christ father son holy spirit that's my belief but i don't believe and this is just me 
there is nowhere and there's nothing and there's nobody depend de- despite how they tried to frame it that has ever presented me with anything of the bible that says that based on the fact that there is one passage in leviticus that says something that if you translate it practically into english is actually talking about laying with little boys not people being gay but there's nothing in the bible that says that you know oh if you're gay you're going to hell there's nowhere in the bible that it says that not only that but also here we are and we're people and god created us he created us he knew that we were going to exist before our parents knew that we were going to exist he shaped us in the womb and he molded us and he kept us healthy and he nurtured our parents so that they could be strong and healthy to give birth to us. And then here we are and we have life and he allowed us to grow up through childhood and he allowed us to become adults and all of these different things that happened. And he secured us throughout our life experience with all of these many blessings. You got to think there are so many people out here living these completely unfortunate lives and for anybody that heard us say earlier that me and Lonnie were switching roles and that I was going to talk less forgive me Lord forgive me y'all because I'm a little passionate about this I'm a little passionate about this but okay so God has you know there are so many people that are homeless and that are starving and that are poor and that don't have the ability of their senses or their bodies and it doesn't have anything to do with anything in particular based on who they are if you really want to be technical about it I guess some people would say maybe they're parts of the tribe that God said that he was going to curse from generation to generation whatever the case may be but going beyond that here we are here we are and we can walk and we can talk and we can see and we can hear and we can smell and we can taste and we can touch. I think that was all of them, child. But y'all know y'all senses if I didn't say no. So we can do all those things. And then not only can we do all those things, but we're able to get up with our minds and our bodies and we're able to think and we're able to hear and speak and read and articulate and go to jobs and earn incomes and drive vehicles and pay bills and have homes and all of these different things. And God allows all of those things. He is the one that blesses us. He's the one that wakes us up in the morning. He's the one that's sustaining us. I just want to understand if we felt that based on the way that the world has convinced us that we're supposed to be hated and that we're supposed to hate ourselves, if God really detested us in the way that people would like us to believe that he did, do you think that God would allow us to be as unfortunate as he is if all power is in his hands? If he's the reason that we're so blessed, if he's the reason that we're able to have moments of peace and joy and excitement and happiness and fulfillment and all of these different things, can we really believe that based on our natural, not necessary choice, like, mm, girls are nice, but I'm going to see what these niggas are doing. Not based on any choice, but based on what naturally occurred within us as we got older. We just saw men, thought men were attractive, we might have made decisions based on the fact that we didn't want to be disrespectful to women knowing that we were with men. Some people are bisexual and that's their business. But regardless, being aware that we were led to follow what felt right and felt good to us, now we should feel like as a population, as a community, as a whole of people that if before we die, 
if we don't find some way to come to terms with the fact that this isn't right and that we should be doing something different and that we shouldn't be happy being free to be who we are, loving ourselves, allowing ourselves to be loved by the people that care about us, allowing ourselves to be free within this world to exist and to take up space and to feel beautiful and proud and accomplished. Like if we don't do that, ultimately, once it's all over, all of this is gonna be for nothing because we going to hell anyway. My heart, based on the guys that I know that saved my life, that could have been like, oh, you gay bitch. I don't give a fuck about you or no cancer. You finna go to hell. Get your dead ass out of here. But, you know, like, here we are. And, I, you know, I was scared by him still. I can't believe in my heart that the God that I know, the God that loves me, the God that I love, the God that saved my life, the God that keeps me here every day, the God that allows me to stand tall and keeps things from falling out of the sky on me and keeps me from getting to accidents and my car malfunctioning, any of those things, I can't believe that it's like, okay, well, I'm going to let you live this whole life thinking that you was all good. The whole one just me to get ready because I saw you sucking a bit. Oh, my Oh, like I don't feel like that is a big, like I just I don't. And forgive me for anybody that thinks of the things that I'm saying is sacrilegious. I'm not speaking for God. I don't. I can't speak for God. But I'm saying my thoughts, just speaking how I speak. And if you have a problem with it, forgive me. We, if we lose you as a listener, I sure hate it. But I just talk how I talk. Forgive me, y'all. But I'm just saying, like I just I can't believe that. I just can't believe it. I feel like God is love and he knows your heart and he knows who you are as a person. You specifically, the person that I know, you're a beautiful person. You're a good person. You have a wonderful heart. You give of yourself with love. You treat people with kindness. You're respectful. You're loyal to the people that love you and that you love. I don't believe the fact that you're attracted to men and decided to live your life based on those attractions that once once life is over and done, that despite all of the goodness in your life and within your world and that comes from you, that you have inside of you, that despite all of that, that one thing is going to count you out. Because if you really want to pick that Bible up and go through all the passages, if that were actually true, ain't none of these folks going to heaven. Ain't no heaven for nobody. Because the Bible tells you plenty of things that you're not supposed to do. And that goes beyond the Ten Commandments. These hoes ain't supposed to be out here with shellfish, adultery. You're not supposed to be able to get no divorce. Like, there are so many things. And so for me, I just, I I can't believe that. And if you believe that, I, I can only pray and I would challenge you to maybe talk to God and see if he can grant you a better sense of understanding and provide you with some peace in your heart so you don't have to live burdened by that because I as your friend somebody that cares about you and again not trying to shift how you think or feel this is your life these are your beliefs you're entitled to them but as your friend and as somebody that cares about you I really really hate that you feel that way because to me that's something that's been ingrained in you from somewhere else I don't believe self-love I don't believe that being aware of the God that we know as to be love I don't believe you know being in a life and in the world where you feel loved and respected and valued and important and special and treated 
you know, as you should be treated, that that's possible for you. So whatever has happened, and I'm not, I didn't mean to center this around you or make this about you, and I definitely hope that you're not embarrassed, but whatever's happened, I really hope that God, like, kind of finds a way to change your heart about that, because I'm going to tell you, you're one of the best people I know, and I already know, if any, if any of these bitches can get into heaven, wh- whoever they fuck with, Ooh. same sex, opposite sex, whatever the sex, if anybody else can go, you can go. You can go. Because once we leave these fleshly bodies, we are only if, if you believe in the God, the same God I'm talking about. And God don't hold those things against you. Once you once you are seen, that old life you leave behind and you walk into the newness of your life in the kingdom. And as long as you believe in him and confess within your heart and of your mouth that you believe that his son died and this is just again anybody that's not a Christian we're not trying to preach here I didn't mean for it to get this deep I'm sorry y'all I done said a lot of bad words I just probably said some blasphemous sounding stuff but I'm sober out here chill out but I'm saying all of those things to say that um yeah I, I, I really hope that you can find it in your heart to understand that you're an amazing person and that get you're you're a great person and you are of goodness from goodness and created by goodness and God would not have created you and let you live this long and blessed you in all the ways that he's blessed you just to abandon you when it was time to go because you lived your life to be happy because you decided for yourself based on what you knew to be true in your mind your body and your heart that you wanted to follow those things that ain't that ain't the God I serve my God is of love. My God is of forgiveness. My God, I already knew I was going to be a faggot before I ever got here. I'm done with you. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, he, it's not like I'm keeping, it's not like I, I shocked him or like there was any secrets or like I was able to pull a fast one over. Like, oh God, I know I was supposed to be a preacher, but I'm out here. I'm so sorry. He knew. He knew. Why don't stop laughing, bitch? I'm busy. <laughs> no, because it just took me, it just took me to something that we Conversated about before. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, and and I and I and again, I hope you don't feel embarrassed about me saying that. And I'm not trying to in any way change your belief system because if that's you know something that you stand behind and you feel strongly about, I I, I want that for you. But I also want you to find yourself in a place where you can have peace and feel happy living your life and know that you don't have to be burdened by that fuck shit that people have tried to instill in you because that's the world. And God ain't the world. God ain't even of the world. That's the world trying to this shit up. That's the enemy. And I'll fight them hard. <laughs> nah, don't fight them. It's, it's okay. <laughs> I'm off my soapbox, y'all. I'm off it. My bad. But yeah. Ooh. Okay. Well, just to bounce up off of that. um, I say you got the floor back, boo. My my attraction to men has always felt like it was never by choice. Um, I felt and still feel this natural to me. Um, The older I got, I didn't know where you was going by that. (laughs) Going with that, I was like, (laughs) (laughs) the older I've gotten, and by the time my family found out. I didn't care anymore. It's kind of just like, you know, this is my happiness. Absolutely. Anybody else's happiness, you know, if this, if what I'm doing isn't making you happy, I don't care. What I'm doing is making me happy. So, Absolutely. you know, 
you feel the way you feel and I feel the way I feel. If you're feeling negative, keep that bullshit over there. Absolutely. Um, I believe nobody by has surrender, space for that. Right. I feel like by surrendering to my own resistance with, within, uh, I'm now able to feel my own heart in the way it has always wanted to love. And that love knows no limitations, judgment, or fear of who I am. And it's like, it. it's beautiful, it's authentic, and it's very empowering to me just to be able to to feel comfortable with who you are. Absolutely. And to have the people around you to not make you feel, despite their level of comfort, to not make you feel uncomfortable with being who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If y'all hear a lot of background noise for the listeners, it's my badass dog. That nigga got a toy in his cage and he finna get snatched up in just a second if he don't stop playing with me because he knows that when I'm recording the podcast that it's quiet time. I don't know what he's thinking, but um, we, I digress. Um, before we do get out of here, um, I just want to say, since we did not do it at the beginning, um, we do thank you all so much for being here week to week. Um, episode to episode. Um, it means a lot. Um, this is a product of love and joy and something of our hearts and something that we decided to do together. And every week as we continue to go, it's so funny. I had somebody tell me last week there, like, I'm so proud of y'all that y'all are still doing this because, you know, life happens. And sometimes you find yourself in a place as to where you're busy. Last week, we didn't release the episode until Friday because I was moving. Um, this week, we're not going to release the episode until Friday because Lonnie had a scheduling conflict. But no matter what, we try to make sure that we're here every week, even if we don't always like our original topic. Um, having a conversation <laughs> and allowing you all to be a part of the conversation and give feedback and just kind of sharing in this experience with you all. It's, it's an outlet and it's freeing and it's helping us both to grow, which we, we definitely want to do a lot of repeating of. But um, mm-hmm. before we go, we'll be, I wanna... we'll be back next week on the oh, yeah. on the same exact day talking about. I don't know if I feel this this um, topic, <laughs> <laughs> so we might as well look at that now. Uh-uh. I, I so I think I had looked. I at think the, the list. next one is Mama. Yeah, and I'm happy with that. Like I, I think I looked okay. at the list, and I was really good about it. They were just like one or two as to where I was like, yeah, I don't really know how to talk about this, and I was telling myself, I was like, I want to be. Like I, I like I want to be a stronger character. I want to challenge myself. But then I was like, "This is a podcast. We're not journalists. I want to talk about something that makes me feel good and that I can flow with the conversation and not have to feel like I gotta struggle mm-hmm. or rush it because I don't really it. have a lot to say." Right. But um, we thank y'all for allowing us to be vulnerable and authentic and transparent, and we hope that y'all feel comfortable doing the same with us. Um, before we yeah. go, Jamal, um, since I know we kind of shifted the topic based on you know some things that you said, we just want to see if you know there was anything else that you wanted to add or if you had any feedback or, you know, once you wrap it up, if you wanted to share with the people where they can find you on social media. Not you too, Coach. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I could feel laughing. (laughs) I just... <laughs> my bad. <laughs> my name, my name is uh, Magic Magic underscore Mall underscore Mall on Instagram. 
and you can actually find me on Facebook as Jamal R. Moorhead Smith. And I want to just say thank you guys for having me. I'm glad that I got a chance to discuss that, discuss the topic that y'all discussed, and I appreciate it because, like, Chris, like, you said some words that was really... That really meant a lot to me as well as money. Like, I appreciate y'all for having me because y'all could have had anybody. But y'all. Mm-hmm. And we appreciate you. Know we love you. you. And we, we appreciate you, you for And you could have done anything else with your time tonight. You could have made up an excuse not to be here. But this was this was divine and this was supposed to happen. Everything happens according to his plan and how it's supposed to be. So we're grateful that you're here and that you took the time out of your evening to be here with us. And we hope that you share it around with your friends and your loved ones. As always, y'all know where y'all can find us. I say it every mm-hmm. week, but um, I'm not even worried about the email because at this point, y'all don't email. I'm sick. And of- you know what's crazy? I'm going to add, add something. Um, <laughs> and I was going to say, y'all know how Chris they at the end, end of the show. You know, just look us, look us up. Y'all find us. <laughs> you listen to the show, you'll be able to find us. Go to our website. It's on the website. But live, learn, grow, repeat podcast on Instagram. That's the quickest way to get to us if you really want to reach out. If, you, if you're interested in the email or any other ways that you can find us, go ahead and um, shoot us a DM. Jamal, you want to say something? You know what, you guys? The strangest thing. I, and I don't know have y'all paid attention to it, but I'm going to say something about my sister on here real quick. Because I had my sister and a couple of my little friends going to say, well, don't you get on a broadcast and be like... Um, um, so I hope that I really shocked you guys because I really didn't say, um, a lot. <laughs> and it's not personal to you because I told you earlier, it's not personal to you. I've told every guest that we had because it's habit for me. And like I said, once you say it one time, you say it 10 times. If you go back and listen to the first episode, Lonnie was in there. I'm, I'm, I'm in down. You would have thought you wrong. <laughs> but it's a habit. And when you're nervous and you're not used to talking and being aware that people are going to listen to you, it's just something that you do. But yeah, don't feel so self-conscious about it. You did great. And we're so glad that you're here. You really really did do good. But to our audience, so glad you tuned in and you made it this far. Um, I just wanted to share share a little bit with you before my best friend closes it out. Um, but if you're struggling with your sexuality or you know someone who is, make sure you find someone that's willing to help you with navigating through the journey. Like Chris mentioned earlier, I don't remember the email. <laughs> uh, you can find <laughs> find us on Instagram. Live learn is it live that learn that grow that repeat? No, so the Instagram is just live learn grow repeat podcast. Okay, so Live, Learn, Grow, Repeat podcast. We're always um, open to supporting you in the best way that we can. And know that you are loved, powerful, and deserving of the joy that comes with freedom of expression. Something I wish I knew when I was going through my struggle of figuring out who I am. Absolutely. So but since you the got closing, the floor, best friend. <laughs> I was going to say, since the closing is on me, <laughs> I do want to say that as we navigate through the rest of this month, that is September, that um, I have been experiencing some interesting times as far as my energy and things that I've been dealing with. And I know that just talking to other people that I know that they have been too, 
So if that's something that you share in common with us, if you've been dealing with some rough times or things have just been a little stressful or if you've been dealing with some anxiety, one thing that I think is important to remember is every day when you wake up, um, if you can, and it is, you know, just, just a little tidbit from you, every day when you wake up, remind yourself of what you're getting out of bed for. Um, whether it be, you know, I'm here to serve a purpose. I'm here to, you know, be able to be dependable to the ones that I love. I'm here to go after my dreams. I'm here to uh, inspire others. And if you don't necessarily know what that reason to get out of bed is, and if sometimes it's a struggle in the morning when you're getting out of bed, kind of remind yourselves, if not why you're getting out of bed, why you're continuing to exist within this world. And that's not necessarily to touch on anything suicidal, but why why does every day, while there are so many people here who are leaving this earth, why every day am I still granted the ability to breathe life and to get up and experience the day and challenge myself as challenging as it may be to get to the, through the day. And based on those things that you're thinking about, find ways to speak positivity over yourself. Find ways to encourage yourself. And it may be hard. You might have to look up some things online. You might have to watch some YouTube videos. You might have to find different areas of inspiration to kind of set you on that path and to guide you in that direction. But find some ways to encourage and to motivate yourself so that as you go through the day, whatever challenges you may face, you're aware that I am here to serve my purpose and none of these challenges are gonna deter me from that. I am here to walk in my truth and none of these challenges are gonna deter me from that. I have a vision, I have goals, I have dreams and I have things that I am going to accomplish through the power of Christ and all of the power that he has granted within me and allow yourself to get through that, you know, push through because sometimes things can be hard. Sometimes we can find ourselves stressed. Sometimes we can find ourselves doing, dealing with moments of frustration or sadness, but all of those things. And just like everything else, those are moments and moments are fleeting. Find yourself empowered to be aware that on the other side of those moments, that there's still an opportunity because just like yesterday was a day, today is a day. It's a new day, another opportunity for you to keep going, for you to discover new and better ways to live in this experience and make life great for you. And if you find that challenging, and if you feel like you don't have anybody that's there that is willing to listen to you when you have things to say and that things that are on your heart that you just may struggle with you know reach out reach out to me reach out to Lonnie and we joked about the emails but I always say them and I want y'all to know that we really mean it Christopher at live learn grow repeat.com Lonnie at live learn grow repeat.com reach out to us sometimes it's just about knowing that there's somebody that's willing to listen and understand you don't even need advice you don't even need encouragement sometimes you just need to be able to have a person that you can release to So feel free. And um, as always, we love you and we thank you. And until next time, y'all have a great weekend. Have an amazing weekend, everybody. Thanks again, tomorrow. (laughs) Woo!